Good morning, everyone. It's Friday, and I'm excited about Jesus, and I'm blessed to have you with us today on our journey into the revelation of Jesus Christ. I want to tell you, you, you know this already, but let me tell you again, that there is no end to the searching of the deep things of Jesus and the Father and the gospel. It's continual digging in. Hallelujah. I've got some precious friends that are fanatic about caves and going into caves. And they bring back pictures of beauty that no one sees except those who have a hunger to go into the depths of the earth and find those caverns that they discover. Well, the gospel is ready for you to dig in and find some hidden treasure, not just to bless your life and have a better, you know, Christmas, but to understand why and how and what the purpose of our existence and our why why are we breathing air why did god call us into the place we are and how can we fulfill that destiny when you understand who you are and why you're here or why why god's given you the talent he has and the um, curiosity and why you're such an odd duck. <laughs> I say that just to bring it to your attention that some of you are very odd. Why? Because you have a particular anointing and a gifting that other people don't have. So that's called an oddity. <laughs> doesn't mean you're wrong or ugly. It just means you're, you are doing something special that other people don't have. So be being uh, enthused, I was going to say enthused, that's a little, that's a little too weak. Be supercharged with God's anointing for that odd thing that you love to do. Hallelujah. All right. Well, this is George Watkins, if I haven't said that yet. And this is Friday, which is my favorite day of the week. And so we're going to have a great time in these next few moments. I'm talking about no pain, no gain. Now that's kind of a tagline for football, I guess. Got to get out on the gridiron and bust heads and break legs, <laughs> come home muddy. Uh, <clears throat> well, not anymore. You got all that fake grass you're playing on. But so they 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 put that in and in, uh, you know, in the muscle building world where they're pumping and straining and breaking uh, the celluloids down in your muscles and pain comes and you go home feeling, ah, I'm I, I'm really hurting. I must have done a good job. Somehow we've translated that over into the church. For generations and almost a millennial, the Catholic Church dominated the entire Christian scene, and they developed some pretty um, sophisticated uh, methods of being, uh, of suffering, um, whipping yourself, carrying crosses. Matter of fact, um, uh, it was Luther, Martin Luther was climbing, crawling up the steps of the Sistine Chapel on uh, ground glass. That was a penance. They paid, they, they, they 
They suffered so they could be worthy to enter into something in God or learn something or be something. And halfway up the steps, and and can you imagine crawling on your little sweet knees on ground glass? It's, It's just to think about it hurts. And God spoke to him and said, Martin, Martin, the just shall live by faith. Well, he was living by works. He was suffering and putting himself through rigors and hurting himself. That was taught pretty directly in those in, in those settings. Well, you know, the result, the Reformation came and they begin to they begin to stand on that truth that just shall live by faith. But ha ha, here comes the old flesh boys and the and the religious boys, and we worked it right back into our into our theology, even in the Pentecostal world where we felt that we were pretty free from a lot of works. We had our suffering. Well, had a wreck. I had a wreck and lost my house and broke my leg. Yeah, well, you're suffering for Jesus. And you know, after all, the Bible says that suffering's good for us. Let me read out of uh, Hebrews uh, 5 and 8. And this is in the Amplified. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. Okay. Now, that sounds to me like a pretty good scripture on, uh, on the argument of suffering being good for you because Jesus was quoted here, or at least they, they referred to him as, as being perfected and, and developed because he suffered. And so suffering is wor- works into the fiber of our thinking. Now, let me ask you a question. Let's get right to the point. Do you suppose if you hung yourself on a cross, you'd be uh, more righteous? <laughs> well, of course not. If you've got any spiritual understanding at all, of course not. You suppose if you broke your leg and lost your house, you'd be uh, more holy and, and God would love you more? No, no. That's, that sounds silly just saying it outright like that. But we work into our fiber some kind of mentality that if I'm if I'm hurting or losing or you know something's broke, I'm suffering for Jesus. Now Jesus suffered for us. Let's get that right. He suffered for us. So let's not let's not gather all those things in one little pot. Let me read that same verse just for your contemplation and investigation. Because you need to leave these broadcasts stirred a little bit to see if these things be so. I'm shouting, boast, and ramble on about things that you may have not have heard heard before. But I do it so you'll be stirred up to to study. <laughs> That's what Paul told Timothy: study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. Rightly divide. <laughs> I'm emphasizing that a little too hard there. <laughs> rightly dividing your, uh, uh, rightly doing something right. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I interrupt my own self. Okay. Five and eight. Acquainted with sonship, it's talking about Jesus. He was in the habit of hearing from above. But that doesn't sound like the same verse, does it? But the translator of this book, this Bible rather, 
a man from South Africa, has taken the words and the meanings of the words and have squeezed out some meaning that I believe is important. Now listen to this. Acquainted with sonship, he was in the habit of hearing from above. What he heard distanced him from the effects of what he had suffered. Whoa, that sounds a little bit different than uh, the Amplified where it says, uh, although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. Well, let's look at this mere Bible just for a moment and ask some questions. Jesus always led us in and opened the door for us, didn't he? Now that's the whole general, that's the whole general understanding of he was the first of many brethren. He went first, he died, he rose, we died with him, we rose with him. He was the leader in all of those wonderful and important things. So here we have him breaking through into hearing from above. I think that's powerful. I can now hear from above, from the Father, from the Holy Spirit, from the other side of the veil, in you know, whatever, whatever direction you're pointing. I can now hear because, first of all, Jesus heard from above. And it distanced him from the effects of what he had suffered. Now, that's the whole point of hearing from above, is cutting off the effects of what I've suffered. Now. Let's be very clear about what James is referring to in the first chapter and the second verse. I have ripped that out of my Bible almost religiously, and it grows back. I, I, I've said that enough. It's not funny anymore. Okay. It's a joke. I don't rip my Bible up. Now, you say, who wants trials and temptations? Who wants trials? James says, count it all joy. So you don't have any suffering or trials. That's a suffering or temptations. That's a suffering. You don't have that to improve your righteousness, but you do have it to improve your patience <laughs> and your long suffering. Oh, no. I have to listen to myself sometime and then go out and get behind a slow driver or a school bus that's stopping my progress. <laughs> All of a sudden, I remember that guy on the YouTube or the Facebook that's saying, now, wait a minute now, that's going to that's gonna improve your patience. Like the old boy said, I want patience and I want it right now. Okay. <laughs> now, now, think about it for a moment. Suffering does have a place in our life, but it's not for righteousness. It's not for holiness. It's not the fact I'm going to improve anything that Jesus did because Jesus suffered for me on the cross with the stripes and, and with the bruising and with the death and with the resurrection. All of that has been accomplished so that I am accepted in the presence of the Father just as Jesus is. Jesus and me walk into the throne room together. God takes a double take, and he can't decide who's who. Is that too strong for you? Well, dig into it. That's one of those things I want to stir your hearts up and your thinking. When you, you and I, when Jesus and me walk into the throne room, God takes a double take. Well, that's a good title. I'm going to preach on that one these days. 
That's a good thought. Listen to it. Why? Because we are joint heirs. We are twins. We, he, he is the first of many brethren, and we are clones. We are cloned out of the same blood, the same father, the same DNA. We're birthed out of the same place Jesus was birthed out of, the heart of God. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that good? I tell you, I'm exciting myself. It's Friday. Let me read that for you again. Acquainted with sonship, he was in the habit of hearing from above. What he heard distanced him from the effects of what he had suffered. Now, the next verse. By his perfect hearing, he forever freed mankind to hear what he had heard. <laughs> there you go. Jesus is in the heavenlies listening to the Father. And then he comes down on the streets, the dusty streets of Jerusalem and does what he saw the father do. And he told the disciples, I don't do anything but what I see the father do. He did that so we have the same opportunity, privilege, and we can exercise the same activity. We hear the father. We listen to the throne. We listen to the news broadcast from the throne. <laughs> well, it's better than that. It's actually the father speaking to us. Oh, I, I want to excite you into the personal face-to-face -face relationship with the Father. There's nothing between, as the song says, my Lord, my myself and my Lord, my Savior. There's nothing between us. No separation in distance. He is as close as the breath you breathe. He's, you just, I like this one, just breathe on your hand and feel the heat from your, from your breath. That's how close God is to you. Closer than a brother, but he's also your breath. When you breathe in, you're breathing in heaven. Why? Why? Well, God's all around you, isn't he? You live in his presence. You're, you're part of him. He's, he never leaves you nor, nor forsake you. So when you breathe in, you're breathing his aftershave in. Ooh, there's God's presence. See, that's how close he is. And don't discount yourself because you've stumbled and made some stupid decisions or you've been a rebel. Come on, just breathe him in. And as you do that, you are instantly returned back to a place that you thought you had gone away from, but you've never left. He said he would never leave you. You can kick and fuss and spit and holler. He, he's hanging in there. He's super glue and Velcro all together in one little patch. Amen. Well, amen. Amen. I, I, I want you to hear that voice again. Jesus was accomplished. He knew how to hear. And when he heard, he made it possible for us to hear. So we can hear his voice and we can hear his heart and we can say his words. Glory to God. Well, that's my Friday. Uh, expressions of faith. I love that, don't you? Love you guys, love you gals. And uh, I'm just having a, a, a Holy Ghost blast of excitement about entering into this fifth year of our journey together. Some of you have been with me almost all that time, and I think some of you all the time, all that time. And I'm always amazed and excited about those who join us. Just got a little email or a little note on my screen the other day. 
a brother from Pakistan was listening yesterday. What a thrill to know that our voice and the message of, of um, the anointed relationship we have with Christ and the Father can go around the world. So your encouragement through subscriptions and liking and uh, commenting, all those things seem to add to the outreach we have. And if God's nudging you to send us a financial blessing, that also helps us to keep the engine going and so forth. Thank you for that. Bless you for all that you do and all the prayers and encouragement that I receive from you. Amen. All right. Well, Sunday night's coming. We'll be here at six o'clock and uh, see what our Sunday night's going to produce and then launch a new week. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the faith you have today be the foundation for the faith you have tomorrow. You watch it grow as you exercise your muscles. Amen.